Ordinary Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Hashtag MSW. Now the fact that we've spoken about the NBA... I mean, we are very, very excited, very excited to have our next guest uh, joining us all the way from Cape Town in just a second. And I saw the NBA Africa Instagram post earlier. And on it, I mean, it came this very deep and powerful voice. Can't imitate him, but I'll try and says, hello, this is Clyde the Clyde. <laughs> and if you watch the NBA religiously back in the 1990s, uh, you too would get extremely excited that this gigantic, monumental figure is right here on our African shores. He's in the mother city as we speak, Cape Town. And he's going to be heading to Ekakasini down in Durban and should actually teach him to say a couple of things in Mrs. Zulu. But we'll, we'll get a, a glimpse of how flexible he is. But it's also widely considered as one of the greatest NBA players of all time. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, this legend's NBA career spanned 15 seasons, uh, spent with the Portland Trail Blazers between 83 and 95, as well as the Houston Rockets between 1995 and 1998, also leading the Trail Blazers to the NBA Finals in 1990, as well as 1992 before, raising the Larry O'Brien Trophy with Nigeria's very own Hakim Olajuwon and the Houston Rockets in 1995. Uh, so he is one of 11 Naismith Basketball Memorial Hall of Famers who've been enshrined, though, for the second time in 2010 as part of the 1992. If you remember basketball, the dream team with big players like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, the likes of Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Chris Mullen, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson. Can I go on and on and on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce this ginormous name in world basketball. Clyde Drexler joining me live from Cape Town. Clyde, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome to the Mother City. Delighted to be here in the motor in the Mother City. And uh, how are you today? Clyde, so much better for chatting to you. Never thought in my entire existence I'll get a one-on-one -on -one session with you. I've admired you for many a year, and I'm so happy, so glad that you could make it down, as I usually say, the motherland, but more specifically the mother city this time around. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Uh, this is a wonderful place. I'm having a ball in Cape Town. Uh, can't, you know, it's my first trip to uh, SA, and uh, it's... It, it, is more than exceeded expectations already. Let's talk about that, though. It's taken you long enough, though, Clyde, to come down to uh, SA, as you say. Just from these first initial sightings that you've had since you've landed down in Cape Town, what is it that has dispelled anything and everything that you've ever heard about Africa? No, no, it's, it's a fabulous city on the coast with mountainous ranges. I mean, just absolutely, from a scenic standpoint, just beautiful. And the people here have been so nice and so gracious. Uh, I've had just the most pleasant experience. You've had a most pleasant career, I've got to say. I mean, your involvement in basketball is something ridiculous, as I mentioned in that introduction. How would you summarize it, though, now that, you know, the basketball days professionally are over? When you look back, when you reflect, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. I played in a golden era. You know, the NBA is fantastic, first of all, and it continues to be fantastic to this day. Uh, LeBron James is a huge part of that. 
But there are so many phenomenal players, right? So I, I, I just love watching it, even today. But to be able to be a part of it for so many years, my first year was 1983, and still a part of it as an ambassador in 20, almost 2024, has been a tremendous honor and a blessing. You mentioned the name LeBron James. Maybe let me ask about him. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, he surpassed your steals record on the all-time leaderboard. I mean, what, what about that? How do you feel about that and just his longevity? Well, he is phenomenal. I mean, I love LeBron. Love everything about his game. Uh, he's going to pass every record from scoring, assists, rebounding, steals, blocks. I mean, the guy plays the whole game. He's always played it the right way. And for that, I've always been a huge fan of LeBron James. What about people that like to do a comparison between him and MJ? Do you think that's fair? I don't think that's fair to neither one of them. Just give me either one of them and let's tee it up and let's go. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're both phenomenal players. I don't think you have to choose one. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were so far from the action. You were probably so much closer to, to him, MJ, that is, than any of us would ever dream of. But... Uh, I mean, what, a, what what an honor was it? And, and I'm sure you would say the same of you, Clyde, because you guys all complimented each other, compliment each other, and are very gracious in terms of your successes. But what was life like, you know, in that uh, era where MJ obviously was dominating? MJ was a beast. I mean, he, he was unbelievable. And the thing I loved about him was he was always there. He didn't miss many games. He, he came to play every single night, and he's one of the best competitors I've ever played against. And uh, I, I love playing against him because you knew you were going to have a great game. I mean, when, when you play in the NBA, you love playing against the best players in the world. And so anytime you got a chance to play against MJ, it was a privilege and a pleasure. It was a reason you played the game. <laughs> oh. and, and I mean, I, I look at you and I say it, it, it was a privilege for you to play. It was a privilege for the world to observe you playing and to even reach... 10-time NBA All-Star, to get to Olympic gold medalist, to get to NBA champion, and a whole lot more. I mean, the, the nickname, the Glide. Tell me more. Well, the Glide, you know, back in the day, in the 80s and 90s, if you didn't have a nickname, you weren't cool. <laughs> so, oh, man. You know, Clyde the Glide was just natural. One, it rhymed with my first name, Clyde. Second, I could jump from a long way beyond the free throw line to dunk it or lay it up or finger roll it, whatever I needed to do. So it was appropriate. So it was a nickname that was uh, a good nickname. It wasn't corny. Like some guy had a nickname like the Wow Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, be careful of those propellers. They might yeah, just do some damage. I've always enjoyed it. Thank you. I love it, love it, love it. Also just in line with some of the big R&B and uh, soul superstars of the era as well. Uh, Incredible. I mean, NBA champion. I mean, that didn't come easy. Two NBA finals appearances with the Portland Trailblazers and against the Pistons, though, in 1990, against the Bulls in 1992. I mean, before we even get to the, the dream team, etc., what is what is that like? I mean, being champion. Well, it, it was pretty phenomenal uh, to be on a team of that caliber with such legends and guys who were that accomplished was a tremendous honor. I mean, being coached by Chuck Daly, Lenny Wilkins, Coach K. I mean, those guys were legendary back then. And so to be a part of that whole group was a, was something that I'll never forget. It changed the way basketball was viewed 
around the world. So it was a tremendous moment in time. The dream. Now, one thing that I loved about basketball back then was just our ability here on the African continent to point out and say, he is ours. And we, we point out to big names and we claim and we say, yeah, okay, he might be Nigerian, but hey, we in South Africa will take him. We in Ghana will take him. We anywhere on the continent will take him. But he still remains one of the all-time favorites, Hakim Olajuwon. On those Rockets teams, I mean, having to play with this great... African player in the NBA. What is your relationship like with him? Uh, well, Hakeem, as you know, is my brother. We played together at the University of Houston when he first got to the United States, and we were five slamma jamma, which was the number one college team in the world uh, for, for two or three years. <laughs> so we made, we made our mark in the college ranks before we came to the NBA, right? And so getting to know him then was a Tremendous uh, treat and, and treated him like a brother when he came to the U.S. And uh, obviously uh, what he did after that was even more legendary. Uh, he's always been a tremendous competitor, uh, just dedicated to the game, a great teammate, a great friend. I can't say enough about the dream. <laughs> so you have, a, you have a good reason to claim him. But in my opinion, I think you can claim any African-American <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I claim you? Absolutely. <laughs> you always lied. We're claiming you live on air, right? You know, I don't want to end this interview without uh, touching quickly on 1992 because uh, I think the United States of America, the national basketball team, dominated winning Barcelona Olympic Games gold, the dream team this time. So we move from the dream to the dream team consisting of NBA legends. I mean, you were there. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. Uh, I'm naming just a couple of Chris the players. Robin, yeah, Christian Leitner. I mean, all the great players at the time. And it was a tremendous pleasure because they were better than you thought they were. <laughs> better than we thought? Oh, they were incredible players. Highly dedicated and highly skilled. So if so I... That's t- why well, that's why that team was so successful. Yeah. Because every, everyone on it deserved the right to be there by their merit. You're a Hall of Famer now. How does that feel? What's the question? Now I'm saying you're, you're a Hall of Famer now, eh? Yeah, two-time Hall of Famer, yeah. <laughs> and the times. feeling of that, I mean, firstly it was 2004 and then again 2010. Yeah, a tremendous accomplishment. You know, as a kid growing up, you never thought you'd be good enough, first of all, to make an NBA team. And second of all, to be one of the best to ever play. I mean, those are things that you don't think about when you're getting into the sport. But the things that happen once you become engaged, and it's a tremendous feeling. Tell me about Cape Town. Tell me about the launch. We've seen NBA stores popping out just here in Johannesburg, a, a great store that is here in Santon City. Uh, and now Cape Town is going to be a recipient of that. And from there, you go down to uh, my part of the world, the kingdom, as I call it, down to Durban uh, in KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, tell me about the one in Cape Town. Have you seen it? Have you been to it yet? I've seen it. Uh, we're going to visit it when I get off of this interview. Uh, we have a cocktail hour there tonight. Beautiful store, a lot of great merchandise. So come on out and get some and be a part of the NBA family. Uh, but, but you know, the NBA is, is international, and we're delighted to be here in Cape Town as well as Joe Berg and Durban and all of the African cities. Uh, 
we want everyone to share in the sport because it's a, it's, it really is a worldwide sport and everyone should be included. I mean, I know a lot of the guys that are listening who want to go across there, if they come through and they spot you, are you going to give them a bit of a high five, take a couple of selfies? It might be awkward, though, given your height. Well, I can give the high fives or I can take a selfie. Whatever they like, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, I love the positive energy. Clyde, such an awesome, awesome pleasure chatting to you. I hope that I get to see you in person uh, before you jet off uh, back to the United States of America uh, probably sometime soon. You're very kind, and I wish you all of continued success in everything you do. Thank you so much for those great words, man. NBA legend, live from Cape Town, uh, Clyde the Clyde Drexler, joining us right here on hashtag Marah Sports Worldwide.